Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. From the headquarters of the Jameson Media Complex, broadcasting from the GreenIndustryPodcast.com studios, it's the Green Industry Podcast, where Paul and his guests discuss lawn and landscape business best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Paul Jameson. Hey, what's up, fam? Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. We are going to chat with Michael Bedell up there in Michigan. He is a friend of the show, and he does both landscape enhancements plus lawn care plus snow removal. That's right. Plowing that snow, making that dough. Hopefully that'll be in the rear view mirror as uh, spring is right around the corner. I know down here in Atlanta area, the uh, weather is definitely improving and uh, the grass, it's dormant in some spots. And then those folks that throw down that nitrogen and a lot, we've been having a lot of water, a lot of rain (laughs) and it's uh, greening up in some parts. So that is the secret sauce there, nitrogen and iron in the spring to uh, get it to green up. But uh, hey, thank you to today's show sponsor, Smart Rain. They are a new sponsor and uh, they are a very uh, smart irrigation solution module there. And uh, we'll be hearing actually from them. Is that next week, Mr. Producer? Coming soon. Yeah, we're going to be interviewing them and letting you guys hear more from them coming up later on in today's show as well. But without further ado, let's get into my conversation with a friend of the program, Mr. Michael Bedell. All right, friends. Today we're chatting with my friend, Michael Bedell from Michigan. What's up? Oh, just another chilly day here in Michigan. How about you, Paul? Probably living a little bit warmer uh, uh, day than I am. Oh, yeah. Well, I got sunburn at the pool yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. We're recording this on Monday afternoon, but I was out at the pool and uh, I look like a lobster today. So it is beautiful. What is the pool? (laughs) The the swimming pool. You know, you you go out there. (laughs) <laughs> they don't have those in Michigan, though. They they have pools in Michigan, but everyone's closed this time of year. Gosh, we're we're months away from pool weather. What a treat to be in middle of March and, and getting sunburned at a pool. Yeah, it it was awesome day out there yesterday, and uh, it was a great time in Florida, Michael. And I wanted to personally say thank you to DebtFreeLandscaper dot com for sponsoring the Florida tour. We played your commercials every single day on those um, episodes and, and really let people know uh, about you, what you got over going on over there at debtfreelandscaper.com where people can do coaching with you and all your different resources. So I just personally wanted to say thank you for doing that for our community and um, supporting and being a sponsor of the Florida tour. It was a big success. I, well, my, my pleasure, Paul. Uh, I'm always happy to support anything that you're doing, but uh, beyond that, support our community and 
Uh, there's, there's really no one else that I'd rather team up with to, uh, help share what we're doing and, and just share in the positive message, uh, that, that you provide, uh, every day to, uh, the, the hardworking people in our community and then the hope and promise that you give us all and, uh, um, how you get us pumped up, especially going into, uh, what could be a really good 2021 for all of us. Yeah, I, I think this year uh, business is going to be booming for a lot of folks who have been uh, getting a good foundation. So I, I just am very thankful uh, for your friendship, Bedell, and uh, that you, you know, sponsored our Florida tour. So I say that on behalf of Mr. Producer as well. Well, uh, my my pleasure, guys. Uh, my, my, I'm always happy to, to help anyone in the community and, uh, you know, like I said, support uh the great pillars that we've built in this community and then hats off to you and Mr. Producer for becoming one of them. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Any, any time. And I'm glad that it was such a, a good experience and that, uh, all those people not only maybe got to listen to it once, but get to, uh, listen back and, and take away even more little nuggets as we all work hard this summer. Yeah, there'll definitely be guys uh, binge listening, hopefully, as the spring rush gets going and, and guys are on the podcast binge. They'll be tuning into the episodes that we just uh, released from the Florida tour, Mr. Bedell. So we appreciate you doing that. And uh, I'm curious what's going on up there with the transitioning from plowing that snow and making that dough to cutting that grass and making that cash. I feel like that's probably about where you guys are at here in the next few weeks. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, in fact, we we haven't really seen any snow maybe the past 10, 12 days or so. And actually even had some, some mild days that maybe had some people in Michigan wishing their pool was open. But uh, uh, per, per usual in this area, those days are short-lived in March. And uh, uh, now we're kind of back to the cold and wind and, and hoping to hit 40 degrees. So we might... Might see our last couple shots of, of possible accumulating snow, and it won't be much. It'll be maybe just enough to spread some salt this week. But uh, uh, winter definitely seems to be waning. And so, yeah, the, really the focus up here the last couple of weeks has been uh, uh, focusing on spring. Uh, and it's just been a healthy mix of getting equipment up and ready to go. Uh, and then uh, um, finalizing all of our agreements. Um, that we put in front of clients and then in turn uh, filling up the schedule that we have on Jobber there. That way we can get out and work the plan this year and uh, uh, know exactly what we're working with in terms of uh, availability and workload and how to best uh, turn that into a really profitable year for Bedell Property Management. Awesome. So give us the uh, schedule once, you know, we get into April, May here, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. How, how do you manage? Are you all landscape construction? Do you have any mowing? What's kind of your day by day operations? Yeah. So the first uh, four to six weeks of uh, a normal year, uh, which obviously we didn't have last year, but this is shaping up to be more of a normal year. So praise God. Four to, yeah. Yeah, truly. Um, so the first four to six weeks, so maybe that would be April 1st to May 15th, are really focused on uh, getting all the properties that we maintain on a yearly basis, uh, kind of up and going for the year. And so that's doing their spring cleanup and, and pruning things back and, 
getting bed edges cut and getting new mulch installed, mm. uh, getting the spring fertilizers put down. Um, and, and so that that property starts off on a, a good note and, and starts off on a more beautiful note for our clients. Um, and then typically uh, is somewhere in that after that four to six week range. Yeah, at that point, we start to actually have to get into mowing grass on a weekly basis. And at that point, things have warmed up enough that we typically won't see uh, any more heavy frost that would kill any sensitive vegetation. And at that point, you're kind of given the green light to install uh, um, your summer round of annual flowers that would be sensitive to a frost and in turn uh, get in on any landscape projects that uh, involve plant material. Uh, You know, you can do, as long as the ground's not frozen, you can go do a hardscape project. But typically in Michigan, uh, it's, it's after the mid uh, part of May that uh, plant installation really breaks loose. And so once we get into that, uh, you know, mid-April, early May uh, portion, the uh, beginning half of our week, typically through about a Wednesday, is focused on, on different landscape projects, um, or, uh, you know, maybe even some maintenance projects, but mostly uh, maybe putting in new plant material or small patios or some irrigation work. Uh, and then the latter half of the week, typically uh, Thursday and Friday, would be doing any of the mowing or weeding or, or typical kind of weekly or biweekly maintenance services that we, we provide to those properties that we service year-round. Have you found... Um, have you found that the customer appreciates that Thursday, Friday mowing uh, maintenance so that it's looking crispy on the weekends? Is that why you position Monday through Wednesday, your landscape enhancement projects, Thursday, Friday, your maintenance is? Yeah, that's, that's certainly a big part of it. Uh, um, they, uh, I would say a majority of them certainly, uh, you know, before everyone was working from home, their their time to be at home with the family or entertain is typically more over the weekend. And so, yeah, having us go through and do the mowing and, and you know, kind of print things up and get the patios blown off and around the pool blown off and, and uh, you know, get everything kind of cleaned up that way. Uh, you know, when they're having gatherings or dinners or just spending a lazy Saturday by the pool drinking a bottle of wine, uh, they they get to uh, enjoy their property. And uh, um, we'll see if that holds, you know, just talking out loud here with people working from home more, you know, maybe it matters a little bit less which day we're there. But, yeah, it, it, it typically it gives us the ability to kind of get bigger projects out of the way, too. And uh, that way we're not focusing on those and feeling kind of rushed, like we got to get maintenance done at the beginning of the week. We got to got this big project waiting for us. Uh, um, so that, that's just kind of what we've fallen into over the past couple of years. And it, it seems to fit really well. But uh, um, yeah, just talking out loud here, gosh, you know, might have to eventually change with the times, but it really just be if, if something changed and our clients wanted us to change. But Otherwise, uh, it works pretty well, that uh, schedule we have for a small boutique company like mine. 
Yeah. You mentioned Jobber earlier in the show for guys listening that might not be familiar with Jobber. We get guys, you know, listening to the show very first time listening to the podcast. They don't even have a lawn care company. They just find us through the algorithms. Thank you, algorithms, for the uh, recommending the Great History Podcast. But Jobber is a CRM, a customer relation manager management something like that, that, um, you've been using for a while that you actually bill your customers through and things of that nature. So how do you have that set up? If you're doing a spring cleanup, do you bill them through jobber after the job's complete and they pay with the card on file or pardon me, they, they pay with the card or do you have the card on file and charge it? Like what, what have you found is a win-win with your customers, you and your cash flow? Yeah, so what typically works best, and we use the spring cleanup as an example, is uh, um, all that work is really proposed using the uh, uh, same landscape assessment that we have over at debtfreelandscaper.com. And it's basically an a la carte menu of all of our maintenance services throughout the year, from the first services like a spring cleanup all the way through a fall cleanup in the, in the end of the year, everything you think of them, the weeding, the pruning, the what have you. And so when they get that landscape assessment, uh, uh, a lot of those services are offered at a prepaid rate. And so that way they're able to pay up front, secure a good spot on our schedule. And then in turn, we're not having to chase money down at the end. Um, and, and we're able to give priority to the people that have, paid for everything up front at the beginning of the year. So um, with that said, yeah, it, typically they're billed and then once it's paid, uh, um, they then at that point uh, get scheduled on Jobber and uh, it's just uh, at that point the job's done and we close the job out and uh, we're good to go for that specific task. But that's Generally, what we found works best for a majority of our maintenance services is just allowing people to, uh, especially our clientele specifically, they uh, tend to be, you know, once again, in a normal year, kind of traveling and out and about and, and maybe a little bit more movers and shakers in society. And so, uh, you know, having to deal with paying or, you know, once again, in a normal year, are they even in the country right now? Um, they, they'd almost rather just kind of set things up and put it on autopilot for the most part, unless any uh, special need arises throughout the year. So uh, giving them the ability to sign up, pay for everything at the beginning of the year, and then know that they've got uh, priority on our schedule uh, uh, tends to be a, a good fit for, for the maintenance end of our business. Awesome. Well, guys, we're going to have more lawn and landscaping tips with Michael Bedell coming up after we hear from today's show sponsors. Do you want to cut your property water utility costs by 30 to 50 percent? Smart Rain's commercial smart irrigation controller is one of the most sophisticated and technically advanced controllers on the market today. Smart Range Smart Controller comes with a 7-inch display, standard 48 zones, the most intuitive mobile app in the industry, Google Maps integration, and a lifetime warranty. Smart Rain helps commercial properties save time, money, and water with smart irrigation systems. Go to smartrain.net or call 1-866-569-4544 to take advantage of our preseason sale. Mention podcast to get $800 off each controller. 
My goodness, look at the calendar. Time is short before you are back on your mower, hustling to build your business and help your family achieve your financial goals. Do you have the roadmap to success? I'm talking about Paul's e-training course called Roadmap to Success. This course covers the basic foundations of how to start and grow a successful lawn and landscape business. It features nine, nine video trainings of Paul teaching what he's learned over the last 10 years and how to do things the correct way out of the gate so that you don't have to repeat the mistakes that he made. Now, this online course is designed for those who are just starting out and want to make sure they build their business the right way. $99 is the cost. And using the discount code MRPRODUCER, all one word, MRPRODUCER, that brings the cost down by 10%. This may just be the fastest way and most engaging way to get started and up to speed with your new lawn care business. So go to greenindustrypodcast.com and start your training with the roadmap to success exclusively at greenindustrypodcast.com. You are now listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Here's your host, Paul Jameson. All right, fam, we are back with one of your favorite guests. He is a friend of the show and sponsored the Florida Road Tour at DebtFreeLandscaper.com. He is Michael Bedell. And uh, Michael, I want to pick your brain on marketing, right? How do we keep that pipeline with good customers, get rid of the bad? What have you found over your lengthy career of doing this in this industry to market and get the, the best of the best clientele? Yeah, well, it starts with that kind of uh, uh, picture of where you want to go in mind. What, uh, what is your ideal clientele? And then uh, it's about positioning yourself best to get in front of those people. And so um, you got to pick whatever demographic that is and then figure out how do they go about procuring services. Um, and what's tough is, unfortunately, things are very different market to market. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it just because maybe one guy you see on YouTube or Instagram has a lot of success with flyers or yard signs, or maybe another guy has a lot of success with Facebook ads, uh, uh, you know, some guys try that and then think that that guy's maybe full of hot air because the Facebook ads don't work for him or mm. all his yard signs got stolen and he never got <laughs> phone calls. So, uh, you know, I, I, you, you've got to figure out and, and uh, you know, sometimes it's trial and error. Sometimes it's kind of maybe stepping back and looking at, okay, well, if those people are my ideal client, uh, who's servicing those people now? You know, what do those companies look like and act like? And, uh, uh, you know, I, it's a, while imitating them may not exactly be what you want to do, it may give you some insight into how do they, uh, well, how do they get in front of these people? And, uh, you know, was that just by luck or, or was that actually, you know, was there a viable game plan that they executed on and, and did that get them uh, the results that they need? So uh, for us doing more of kind of a high end market, uh, it really is referral. Yep. And so, yep. um, you know, I, when I was talking about, you know, having a lazy Saturday at the pool or something, the, the best uh, clients we've ever got are, you know, the, 
people who are, are hanging out at sites that we maintain and, you know, they're sitting there sipping their wine next to the pool and they go, my goodness, things just look so good around here. Who does all this? And they go, well, you got to give Mike and his guys a call. They do a yeah. great job. And, you know, I've even gotten those uh, Saturday afternoon texts from clients saying, hey, uh, we have some friends over at the pool. You know, do you mind if we give them your number? You know, they're they're a great couple from this town or whatever. And, you know, of course, I always go, absolutely. You know, that'd be, that'd be wonderful. And in turn, I am kind of looking for that reach out. And, and if it's something that, uh, you know, they're really good clients of mine and, and uh, the, the, it seems like those people might also probably be pretty good clients, I'd consider it a very hot lead. And uh, um, in turn, we've made a lot of money off of those situations. And, those are the easiest sells because yes. they, uh, they don't like, they, they know what you can do. They're not like, well, I'm going to need to go to your website or can I get some, some references? All of that's long gone. Yep. They, they want you. And, and it's, it's sometimes not even about the price. They just, it's how fast can you get something for them to sign off on so that they can get you a check and get a spot on your schedule. If, if you got the time to, to service somebody like that. So, uh, yeah, that's what works best for our company. But, uh, I think that the last little bit I'll say on that is that people need, uh, to maybe think out of the box more than ever. Like, uh, um, a guy that, that's another contractor in my market who maybe does, he does most of his works a little bit closer to the city of Detroit. Um, he, uh, and so, you know, it's, he's targeting uh, maybe a different demographic, a different community than, than I am. And so he, he actually just shared an ad he put together that's like, it's, it's like a little rap tune and it's got a little music video. And I think he's probably going to have it played on one of the local hip hop stations. And, and it, it's awesome. It's got his phone number. It talks about the services he does and it's, it's really catchy. And I'm going, my gosh, what a, what a creative idea. And I think he might've just had one of his friends who's, who's uh, kind of like a local MC put it together for him, but it's, it's really good. I can't imagine he spent a ton of money. He'll probably spend a lot more money just buying the airtime or, or whatever he ends up doing with it. But uh, no one else is doing that. Like he, he's isolated himself. Everyone else is out passing out flyers or doing Google targeted ads, Facebook ads. And this guy's got this hip hop jingle that's like 20, 30 seconds long and, and it gets stuck in your head. And then the best part is like it ends with his phone number and you almost ending chanting his phone number. And so it's like, who are you going to call in that market? You're going to call him. And uh, so that, that's the last thing I'll say is that don't be afraid to like stand out. Like you, you've met my good buddy, Troy Clogg, mm-hmm. you know, how many guys have pink snow plows, right? Mm-hmm. Well, just Troy, but it's it, that, that is now recognized internationally. And there's mm-hmm. someone who, you know, in the tough, uh, uh, rough business that we're all in where, you know, we're all tough guys and gals that work outside and get our hands dirty. But there, there was a guy who wasn't afraid to color his plows and, and his company logo and his truck pink and put 
pink t-shirts on people and turn his walkway melt pink. But in turn, it's so different that everybody noticed who he is. So that's besides, you know, knowing where you're at, knowing where you want to go. If you think outside the box, you kind of become untouchable. As long as you got the good reputation to go with it, like, like the guy I was sharing and, in our market, he really is a really young, uh, good, upstanding guy. Uh, it, it, gosh, the sky's the limit for people like that, Paul. Yeah, and, and you don't need to reinvent the wheel with the word of mouth referrals, what Mike was saying earlier. I just want to reiterate that. Like that is, in my opinion, the best way to do marketing is whoever you're will be strategic about the area you want to work in. And then once you're there, do such an excellent job that they're going to be raving about you because there's something naturally. I was just studying this recently about psychology and marketing and things of that nature. And when you're really impressed with something, whether it's a podcast or a piece of pizza or a new restaurant or a movie or whatever it is. And you're just like, man, I, you got to check this out. There's something in you. You're so thrilled with the result that you and Jim Johnson uh, in his book, referral engines, I I listened to that audio book a couple times. Actually, he talks about how you, you want to share that with someone else because you know, it's going to be a blessing to them. And then when they're blessed and they come back to you and say, Oh Mike, I, you know, I checked out that podcast you told me about or Oh man, we went to that new pizza place you told us about or whatever it is. Then there's a satisfaction in us. And so the customer that's by the pool that says, you got to check out Mike and his guys, they're saying that selfishly because they know their friends are going to come back to them and say, wow, you know, Mike came out and redid our backyard and it was so awesome. And now their friendship, um, equity and credibility and all of that just got boosted. And so I love that you've experienced that as well. Those are white hot leads that you need to jump on when, a customer that you like is telling their friend about you. That that is the best of the best of the best um, versus someone just seeing your flyer and calling you um, that, that works. That's how I got started. But then you definitely want to jump on the word of mouth referrals once you're established. Yeah, I think it's the difference between, you know, when you're, when you're trying to build that reputation and make a name for yourself, it's kind of like climbing up the mountain mm-hmm. versus, uh, you know, once once you have people that are evangelists for your brand, it's kind of like skiing back down the mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, life's easy, and maybe you get to stop and have a hot a, a cup of hot cocoa with the clients on the way down. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the game becomes a lot more fun rather than kind of getting out there and fighting tooth and nail for for every you know lead it, just just to get your name out there. But like you said. You got to start somewhere and, and it's the people that, that stick it out and find out what works for their brand. And then, uh, you know, just have a relentless passion about, about not only quality, but how they treat people and build relationships. Those are the people that eventually figure out exactly what works for them. And, uh, then, then they just keep doing it over and over and over again. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how they become the respected individuals in their market is, uh, they're, they're able to survive when others aren't. Yeah. And you mentioned how price usually isn't even in the equation when the lady at the pool tells her, her friend about your company. Now there's something in our culture, maybe it's keeping up with the Joneses or something of that nature where there's this kind of built in, uh, peer pressure amongst friends that, 
you'd be embarrassed if, if she'd be like, oh, well, we called Michael, but he was too expensive. It's almost like they, they don't, they're not even going to ask. They're just going to hire you because their friend said it about, you know, said that you were the guy to hire. And so I've noticed that as well, that when a good customer of mine refers me to a friend, very, very rarely was price even mentioned or a hiccup or a hang up in the equation. It was more like you said, Hey, when can you get started type of thing? And you don't want to take advantage of that. You don't want to jack that price up just because you know, you're going to get the job. You want to be reasonable and always provide more value than they pay you for. But I like those kind of customers because they're not going to say, Hey, Michael, we we're going to get three quotes and see where we stand. You know, it's none of that. It's just like, Hey, cool. Here's what we need done. And uh, you send the quote and then they say, when can you do it? So that's definitely, um, something to strive for in our businesses for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, you're right. People don't want to look like the cheap friend who says, yeah, well I couldn't afford Paul or I couldn't afford Mike. Uh, uh, it's just not a, a conversation that I think most people are, are uh, they, they have too much pride. They don't exactly, want to have, yeah. and, uh, uh, they, they, you know, if that's what they really want, then they just kind of go, oh, I guess that's the going rate. It's time to, uh, time to pay up, but then we get to enjoy our yard too. And, uh, that's what people gotta, gotta keep in mind. People are stuck at home a little bit more and, and they may transition out of that this year if things continue to go well but for the time being a lot of people are spending more time at home so we, we kind of have all, all that sitting in in the advantage of literally everyone in this industry is they're not traveling away they see this stuff every day uh, and, and in turn the uh, opportunity is ours to beautify their world yeah i i think is everything that's happened this last year in our culture, landscapers and lawn care professionals definitely have uh, been blessed by it because of the homeowner, like you said, looking out the window or walking around the yard during the day when they used to be at work. And now they're like, man, this this needs to get addressed, you know, and uh, it, our, our demand has increased just by more eyeballs looking at the yard and, and being dissatisfied and wanting it to get uh, spruced up and, and looking better. And so we got to strike while the iron's hot. Agreed. Cool. Well, we really appreciate your time, Michael. Is there anything else you want to share with the green industry podcast listeners while you're here? No, I just want to thank, uh, everyone for, uh, supporting Paul and, uh, in turn, uh, supporting what I have going over at getfreelandscaper.com and, uh, uh, if there's anything that uh, I can do on my end, or I, I know Paul feels the exact same way, you know, we're always happy to help you guys grow and, and uh, any things that uh, you see as roadblocks, we're happy to help you guys with and, and really make 2021 uh, a successful year. Uh, you know, it's a stimulus that was just signed. Uh, that's more money for a lot of people to, uh, improve what they've got going on in their world and so that that should perk up everyone in this industry that you know they got money and they might as well just spend it with you so uh it's it's your opportunity to get in front of your clients and position yourself in a professional manner and uh uh, there's lots of things, like I said, over at debtfreelandscaper.com to help you guys do that. And you got, so, a, uh, you got, um, you're well known for these contracts, these in-depth detailed contracts and things of that nature. Yes, exactly. 
So it's, it's, yep. it's spelled out the, the legalese, the, the fine print, you, you took care of all that. So if someone gets one of your contracts, then they can just put their name on it, kind of plug and play type thing and, and be ready to go uh, with kind of that legal framework and clear communication with their customer. Exactly. Yep. It protects both sides. It's, it's very clear and, and professional. And, and that's, that's honestly one of the biggest pieces of feedback I get from guys and gals that download and, and implement these uh, uh, contracts and agreements in their own business is once they put them in front of their clients, they, they really stand out from the pack in terms of how professional it uh, presents their organization as. And in turn, it makes people uh, feel really comfortable about doing business with them. And so uh, it's, uh, it's something that's been a real blessing to my business over the years, and I'm happy to share that with the community and, and allow us to uh, take care of, of all these people who are willing to entrust us to uh, better their lives uh, by improving their green spaces. Awesome. Well, you truly are a friend of the show, Michael, and uh, you're a avid guest on my podcast and on uh, your buddy Brian Fullerton's podcast. So we always appreciate you uh, checking in with us and uh, Lord willing, I'll get to see you in person in Louisville, Kentucky in uh, October. Let's hope that uh, the GIE is a go this year. That'd be a lot of fun to get to uh, hang out with everybody again, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is 100% on my radar. I, I think, uh, uh, well, it's been great to see people virtually and, and different uh, uh, the activities and events that, that different brands have put together uh, kind of in lieu of GIE. Uh, you, you can't really replace it. You just got to go experience it in person. And uh, I, I know that a lot of people are anticipating, uh, just like you and I are, because if you go and look at the amount of available hotel rooms, there's not a ton left. So yeah. uh, in turn, I think that is, that's all that people need to hear is that uh, everyone has their eyes on uh, going to that show and moving towards normalcy. And, you know, God willing, it's going to happen this year. And, and yeah, I can't wait to uh, see you and so many other Paul and, and actually just get to, uh, shake a hand and, and look a good friend in the eye and, and actually, you know, really get to see how people are doing and uh, uh, share in the uh, love that we all have for uh, the outdoors and each other in this industry. Yeah. And what Michael's talking about, it's the GIE Expo. It's every year in October. It's the biggest trade show in our industry. And there's really, it's a small city compared to Atlanta and even to Detroit, kind of where you're from. And uh, so what happens is all the, the good hotels get taken up by the guys that call in and get their reservation early. And my first year, I ended up staying at the Red Roof Inn out by the airport. And that was... Uh, very scary. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, it is, you know, oddly enough, I, I spent about three hours at that hotel. Uh, I uh, um, ended up hanging out with, with Dylan Stevenson and a couple guys and uh, ended up kind of being everybody's DD for the night. And in turn, everyone went back to Dylan's and I was like, okay, well, I'll crash here until I got to go to uh, Brian Fullerton's uh, breakfast. breakfast. In, I remember in the and uh, I, I was pretty eager to get up to get going to the breakfast. That was not the uh, primest of accommodations that Louisville has to offer, that's for sure. And so 
uh, in turn, when, when I, uh, the last year that they had it, I made a point to actually stay right down by 4th Street Live. Okay. That way, uh, you're able to just walk back in the evening, and uh, in turn, you're really only maybe 10, 15 minutes from the Expo Center, but uh, makes it a little easier to go out in the evening and, and grab dinner with some people, or they have concerts at this uh, outdoor uh, venue called 4th Street Live. It's surrounded by restaurants, and it's where kind of everybody heads to uh, in the evening hours, and catches maybe a concert or, and, uh, you know, gets to just socialize and uh, share a beverage with uh, people in this industry and, and maybe see some friends that you haven't seen in a while. And so, yeah, yeah, the uh, the accommodations are maybe a little nicer in the downtown area than they are closer to the Expo Center. But, yeah, if you, if you wait, you get stuck like uh, Paul did or my first year. Uh, so I didn't have to do that. I, I stayed in a nicer Marriott hotel. Okay, you was, you were it, big money. You're at the Marriott. Well, yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, the but the downside is it was like a half hour away. It was like well east of Louisville, and oh, uh, you didn't stay so, at the one downtown. No, well, I I, might, I think I did the last year. Okay. Uh, I can't remember if it was a Marriott or another brand, but it was a nicer hotel. I was actually quite pleased with the accommodations. They, they exceeded my expectations. But uh, the, the year uh, prior to that, uh, yeah, it was it was just like, you know, I don't know, like a courtyard by Marriott. But it was it was fine, but it was it was uh, it was like in turn, like a half hour from the Expo Center and maybe 45 minutes from uh fourth street live and so it was uh you know the the 11 p.m i'm kind of tired i've been hanging out all day you know i just ate dinner and 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 chatted with people at fourth street and caught the show and i gotta drive 45 minutes back to the hotel and then i gotta be back up at 6 30 to drive half hour back and that was my big yeah. takeaway from year one was okay well you like this you're coming back uh, make it a point to get some some uh, hotel accommodations that more suit your experience rather than what's available, uh, you know, a week or two before the show because I decided to go, but it was last minute. And that was the uh, punishment for choosing to go last minute. Yeah. And you guys are getting pro tips here. Listen to the Green History podcast. And when the episode comes out here, late March, early April, 2021, 20, uh, if they do have the expo, which, ever, you know, I get asked frequently, hey, wh you know, what are they having the expo? Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not making the decision. I'd say go for it if it was up to me. But, you know, the, the powers that be will uh, ultimately decide that. But you can always put your reservation in. And then if it does get canceled, it, there's no financial loss you know, the hotels are understanding, uh, you can at least call and get a good hotel now and, uh, get in the system there so that you're not stuck at a, at a bad hotel. And I, I like that, uh, right outside the Kentucky exposition center, you can walk to some legit, you know, it's a pretty safe area right there. And, and there's a cluster of hotels. Um, I forget what home to suites or something like that. I think I stayed in and I was a newer place that was right there. There's, there's like three of them or so connect, uh, you know, right next to each other with the parking lots kind of lined up. And then, yeah, it looked like they built even newer hotels when the last year that they had it. I remember I was dropping our, uh, a friend of the show Lamont off. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, 
it, him and I grabbed some lunch, and he goes, "Oh, I'm just over here," and I was dropping him off. And I was like, "Are these new?" And he goes, "Yeah, they seem pretty new." And so, yeah, when, yeah, when, you're right. When did you start saying friend of the show? Oh, I, I, I think I heard you. Say okay, it. all right. Because I, I, every time I have a fresh new line, everyone steals. Like I, I started saying raggedy, and then I'm sitting there talking on the phone with Naylor. He's all oh, raggedy, and then full raggedy. And so, I, like, I, I, I come up with these lines, and then the next thing you know, everyone's saying them, and I get, I just like, oh man. Well, we all want to be like Paul. You're a cool guy, man. <laughs> no, but I was just like, you just, you just casually drop friend of the show. I was like, what in the world? Oh man. I'm just trying to be smooth on the transitions like you guys oh well <laughs> i i guess i'm honored but i it it, it, it uh never mind fullerton <laughs> fullerton I, I was at um Anna Marie Island at the hype house and I walk upstairs to the kitchen and Brian was wearing the exact same shirt that, that I wore. I think of the day or two before I was like, what in the world, dude? And, uh, I was like, I got that same shirt. And he's like, yeah, my wife went shopping and she's like, you look like Paul Jameson. And I was like, that's cause you're wearing the exact same shirt I wear, man. <laughs> See, that's what, even Brian's wife is trying to make him look a little bit more like you. It's, uh, See, we're all just we're all just trending towards excellence right now. Amen. Well, I appreciate uh, your time, Michael. Again, debt free land. That was like, that was like a Pentecostal uh, close there. They, they, you know, I'm a, I'm gonna finish up here, and it, you know, ten minutes later, they just get back into the groove. So, I thought we're, I, I thought we we're gonna end the show about. Uh, 20 minutes ago. And here we are again, debtfreelandscaper.com. You can get Michael's contracts and more over there. We appreciate your time uh, being on the show, Michael, friend of the show, Michael Bedell. Thank you, my man. Everybody take care. Have a great year. Get out there and crush it. Well, thank you to my friend, Michael Bedell, for joining us on today's episode and to today's show sponsor, Smart Rain. We definitely appreciate them partnering with us here at the Green Industry Podcast. Well, we got a cool announcement here that uh, I have to put a prerequisite out there because folks that listen to podcasts, a lot of people listen in what I call real time, meaning we put the episode out and then, you know, within the next few hours, we have a lot of downloads from all over the world. And then there's a trickle effect over the next day, week, month, and then years, other people go on like a podcast binge and then they'll listen to the episode, but it will be at a different month or different year. And so I'm always careful when I make these announcements because I don't know when you're listening to the show. But for those who are listening in real time, Audible, what that is an Amazon company, they're offering a wild promotion where you can get our audiobook for free. That is right. You heard me correct, Mr. Producer. Free 99. So they're giving a free how many times can I say the word free? Well, it, it really is. Um, Audible is giving a free 30-day trial to try out their Audible Premium Plus. And when you do that, they give you a free book, a free audiobook that you download and, and a free credit. And so obviously then you just 
download, cut that grass, make that cash, listen to it. And then if you like the audible experience, I think it's like 14, 15 bucks a month after that. And then each month they give you a credit and then you use that credit to listen to any book. You can listen to Dave Ramsey's books, Mike McCallowitz, Jim Collins. There's so many good authors out there. Donald uh, Miller's got some good stuff on branding. Of course, Gary Vaynerchuk on marketing and the list goes on and on and on. And we'll talk about some of those uh, popular titles and authors on, on our future book of the month club episode that we're uh, planning. But uh, long story short, it is a cool way to get cut that grass and make that cash for free. And so the guy that says, well, I can't afford $14.95 for your book. Well, well, you can get it for free. Okay. And so it's just a matter of clicking on the link in today's show notes and it'll take you right where you need to go. Of course, it's at greenindustrypodcast.com as well. So, and if you're listening to this two, three years down the line, then I don't think they'll have it still out there. I, I know Audible, well, Amazon bought Audible and then they're running this, you know, pr- promotion, I think to try to, you know, let people know about the Audible ecosystem. And so it's pretty cool timing that as my book went live, the audiobook version, that uh, they're making it available for free. So it really is free, guys. Uh, you can get the free 30-day trial, then you can get my book for free. Cut that grass and make that cash. Mr. Producer will put that link in today's show notes. And of course, it's available at our brand new website, greenindustrypodcast.com. It's a couple clicks away. You can be listening to my new audiobook, Cut That Grass and Make That Cash. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.